I was scared. I was scared. I was scared too. You're listening to. I was scared too. Michael Myers. Freddy Krueger. Chucky. The Leprechaun. Take it away, Mr. Movies. Give him hell, Pig Cinema. Let's pod. Let's pod. Do, 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 do. Put on your headphones and pod. <laughs> I knew, because I couldn't do anything with that, but I knew if I threw the ball up in the air, you would you would be able to do it. Absolutely, <laughs> man. You throw that ball, you throw that David Bowie ball up in the air, I'm going to land. I'm gonna to put it this way, I'm um, space control, and you're ground Major control. Tom. I'm ground I'm, yeah. control, and you're Major Tom. Pod control to major JZT. I'm a diamond and you're a dog. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I'm doing my best over here. <laughs> rebel, rebel, uh, your podcast. Podcast. Mess. Oh, okay. I was just thinking podcast, podcast <laughs> instead yeah. of rebel, rebel. Podcast, podcast. Make a podcast. Yeah. Podcast, podcast. Well, your we do. Is, your feed is a mess. Yes. I was about to parody Heroes, but then I remembered I've already recorded an audio uh, parody for our Twitch stream. A, a, a parody of Heroes by David Bowie called We Could Be Streamers. That's right. Which Just I'm hoping for to get. Day. Yeah, hoping to get someone with a, a, a golden voice to sing. You know, I have a demo laid down, which I, I'm pretty proud of, but the proper version. Look out for that, listeners. When Spyro the Dragon released the first one uh, i had a demo disc for because that's how they used to do it oh yeah yeah and when you reached like the end of it they did like an in call in in canon color like justification as to why you can't keep playing and it was you would get to i believe a lobster who had like flying gear on and a hot air balloon and he'd be he's like hey i can't wait for a next adventure come back in september and i'll see you meaning the game comes out in september and we'll play the full game but yeah. I was at such an age where I was like, all right, I guess in September I come back <laughs> and play this. <laughs> oh, the demo itself. You're like, yeah. There I'll just come back. Because, you know, I was a child, but also they did do things with PlayStation where, like, on Christmas, it, you know, the in-game calendar would do some little, little Easter egg thing. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, maybe this, you don't unlock this part until September. I think I by was, the time yeah. the game came out, I was I smartened myself up. But yeah, there's a really cool video I watched. I think like Vanity Fair did it, where they interviewed the creator of Crash Bandicoot. Okay, where it's like a half hour, and he just goes into the details, like the technical details of how they made the technology work. Mm. And it's like so. It's just one of the things. There's like, yeah, w- let the cr- I don't know. It's like so fascinating because it's like the technology wasn't there, but we found very little hacks to like cheat the game system to allow more memory to you know cool be yeah. used it's like technically there was a lot of empty space there's like the the hardware had no room but mm. the disc itself was like 95 percent empty so we wow. found a way to like load back information it's like it's cool. just so crazy and cool well you know? this is so um what i love about podcasts or the ones yeah. that i listen to is yeah there isn't a lot of editing. It is just pure. Here it is, mm-hmm. and I do think my problem with some and a lot of documentaries is you can you can't help but feel the director's voice on it. I don't want the arc 
uh, of I don't want a redemption story in my I want hard facts about Crash Bandicoot being made. I don't yeah. need it to be a parallel for capitalism. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine and I'm sure it's there, but I, that's that's just one part of the brain being soothed. There's the other part of me that just wants the just to pick the water out from the stream itself and just yeah. here it is, unedited facts. Kind of related to that, you know, my mom and I have been driving around listening to John Cusack on Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah. And we're enjoying it. But she's, you know, she goes, huh, so this guy Mark really talks a lot about himself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I go, yeah, well, that's the podcast. But two, it's like you have to understand, you know, he goes on a, he talks for five minutes about how much Richard Pryor means to him. And that then sets up John Cusack to feel comfortable spending 10 minutes talking about how much Sam Peckinpah means to right. him. It's like, and because of that five minutes, you get info about John Cusack you never would have gotten, Mom. It's not just like, here are 10 prepared exactly. questions for the new show you're promoting, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, in and out. Again, it's like, I used to love, like, celebrity interviews on Conan or Jay Leno, and then podcasts came around. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have no need for late night exactly. anymore. Like, exactly. I want to... Yeah. It feels like watching an edited speed run. I'm like, well, yeah. then what's the point? I, <laughs> the whole point of the speed run is to watch every second of it to see how many seconds they save. If you're yeah. cutting stuff out, then it, that takes everything away. Or like a video edited magic trick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, then this isn't impressive. Well, and it also just goes to show you like the classic argument probably used to be like, oh, who wants to know how the sausage is made? No one cares about the video game. Right. Like, no, there's an audience. That's, Here's that's more interesting than most video games are. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's and it's just like bore me with the technical details. Like even though most of these are over my head, like also too even just any I guess it's classic. Like any person passionate, excited about anything, explaining it is more interesting than like whatever. And like the guy yeah. being like, Yeah, so we found out that like through this RAM loading system we could actually cheat it into thinking less was being processed through it than it was. You're like, Whoa, crazy, yeah. you know? And then yeah. I'm like, Oh, I have respect for, you know, video game developers now. Not that I didn't, but it's like right. Whoa, they really did. They are fucking geniuses, you know. These yeah, particular it, ones. It's like the difference of watching a shoot interview directly with the wrestler versus watching a shitty documentary about the wide swath of independent wrestlers where it's just like, yeah. okay, I can get something out of both of these, but I'm so interested in what New Jack has to say. <laughs> I want to listen yeah. to only New Jack. That it's a bit of a walk, but there was this Martin Scorsese directed documentary about George Harrison. That was like four hours long and had Mm -hmm. a lot of incredible archival footage, never before seen. And the big thesis of it was George Harrison was such a nice guy and he did so much meditation. And every now and then there's these little bitty pieces where you realize he was an angry motherfucker. You know, it's like his son's like, I mean, he he screamed at me a lot. And it's like that moment is so much more fascinating. And it's just like, yeah, I don't need like what Martin Scorsese's vision of who George Harrison was like a shoot right. interview where it's like, Oh, this is what he's really like. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's way more interesting. It's like why so- stories are so cool. when it's like, Whoa, I like saw J- Jimmy Fallon at a bar and we talked for like right. five minutes about Aerosmith and like, yeah. I like him now, you know, it's like, exactly. Or it's like the store time I met Johnny Gargano at a bar and told mm-hmm. him, I think I'd be good at ladder matches. Mm hmm. Johnny Gargano said, ladder matches are hard. They're mm-hmm. the hardest type of match. And I said, eh, I think I'd be pretty good at it. I was Hello. there, too. <laughs> I was there, too. And welcome, yep. listeners, uh, to I Was Scared, Too. I'm Mr. Movies. And I'm Kid Cinema. This is a horror movie podcast. Exactly. First and foremost. 
That's right. A horror movie Foremost podcast. Foremost and first. Yes. Now, do we only talk about horror movies? No. No. We But mostly, we, yeah. But mostly, yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast about fear. Two buddies yeah. talking about what scares them. Um, yeah. What frightens them. We also we do a wonderful mini series called Squibbies, Scary Quick Bites. Yes. That's new. And that's yes. popping off the charts. It's I was going to say it's new and it's popping. It's new and that's it's popping. That's what poppin'. I was going to say. Yeah. You, and you you ask anyone, they'll tell you Squibby is new and what's popping. Seriously, when you, wherever you are listening <laughs> yeah. to this, pause it, take mm-hmm. your headphones off, your earbuds out, go to the nearest person yeah. and say, "Do you have any thoughts on Squibby?" Oh, Squibby's new and, <laughs> and what's popping. That's exactly what they're gonna say. And so that's the that's a bunch of uh, uh, periphery stuff. But the main yeah. meat of what we do is we go through franchises yeah. of horror films. And today we're reaching the e- end of one, but hopefully very soon there will be yeah. yeah there'll be an entry that will will pick it back up, which, which is which I have some thoughts on, and we'll get into it. But yeah. we're, we're talking today, Candyman Three, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And I think what's indicative of what's to come is the <laughs> fact that it's a third movie that subtitle is the name of another third movie in a franchise that is really well um which know, one received. is that which was day, that you day of the dead day of the dead D- which is day of the, so there's night of the living dead dawn of the dead day of the dead oh wow really, <laughs> yeah that's yeah and there was a brief window of confusion for me when we were talking about scheduling this podcast where you're like this per- uh, we, there's maybe going to be a guest on this and you said for yes. day of the dead and i was like Okay, on my sheet, I don't have us ever talking about a Romero movie yet. Uh, but but I guess, and I was like, oh, it's Candyman. Yes, Man I think I did that to not confuse yeah. which Candyman yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about, and I was using a shorthand. Which no, yeah, totally. Um, uh, that but let's also, just get yeah. yeah. That guest yeah. will hopefully return at sure. a later date for a movie of their cho- choice. Sure. Um, but let's lay it out there. This movie sucks. <laughs> it's not good. okay. My I, I yeah I. Started this last night and just said, uh-huh. "Oh no!" <laughs> like I got five minutes. Five minutes go by and nothing has happened. Yeah, and it's like this is gonna be hard. I woke up to watch this one, but b- I, my my first takeaway note is huge Brazzers porn parody energy. Yes. at the start of this movie. Well, let's say this: there's there's some brief unsexual nudity in the first one. Yes, there's none in the second one. Mm-hmm. I think. And then there's, it, I would say, upwards of ten times as much um, in the first five minutes <laughs> of yeah. this movie. Uh, even it, yeah, e- even before we see like bare titties, yeah, um, there is just like a woman in like underwear and a tank top with yep. huge boobs, and you're just like, what is so happening? One thing that's very important to bring up is this movie was released in 1999. Okay. Um, that I think everything we've said about it already is explained by that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That the first Candyman was ninety two, mm-hmm. the second was ninety four, and then the entire world of horror changes within those five years from ninety four <laughs> to ninety nine. Wow. And yeah, so Scream has come. Scream two has already I think happened or is about to happen. Yeah, Scream no Scream two came out ninety seven. Scream three is still a year away, but. Uh, we already knew what they did last summer. I think some urban legends have been told at this point. 
it's it's now in the rebirth of the teen slasher genre and this is a movie beholden to certain truths already that on some level I want to credit to keeping up which is like continuity and character stuff yeah but if the spirit of the movie is not going to be kept up you might as well just start over and have it be sorority girls something candy man because that's what yeah. this movie feels like it wants to be and I was just so I mean this is it he gets into it eventually but I was so confused I'm like is this supposed to be a new actor playing the character from the second movie no it's her daughter. it's even more confusing <laughs> but then that char- the main character's mom shows up and it looks and it's like a different actor yeah. it's a different actor but it looks oddly like her yeah. except she's topless and her throat is slit which is very <laughs> gross yeah, and yeah. graphic and I was disturbed so it is. It's like, why not just, instead of aging up this character we barely saw in a movie from five years ago, instead of making her 25 years older than yeah. she would be, why not just have it be the same character from the second, or a completely new character? Yes. Who also... It's so... Again, I think this movie's too beholden to this family line that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. And it should just be... The sequels for Candyman should, just, should have just been... Another group of people summon Candyman. He's an urban legend who can teleport through mirrors if you call him. Yeah. That's it. Because, uh, again, see the, yeah, through the art al- world, we have ways to like spread the legend of yeah. Candyman. Um, we also see the origin of him again, <laughs> which we don't need in general. And then, too, it's like, well, then you all. It's that thing in sequels that always bugged me as a kid and still to this day. Like, I love the Bill and Ted movies, but the f- in all three of them now, the future looks completely different aesthetically. Yeah, and it, that just frustrates me to no end. And I'm just like, yeah, we've already, you've already literally shown us the depiction of him being killed, and it's not like the specifics have changed. You just shot a new version of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's one thing with an urban legend character to be like, yeah, if it's a different group of teens telling the story, then yeah, maybe some things have changed, and so now we can justify shooting it. Yeah. But when it's literally to the letter the same exact story, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. I get. It. I think it's just a thing of like, well, we want to make sure that people who didn't see the first two sure. just want to rent a movie, yeah, or go jerk off in a movie theater, like you know, sure. hook up, jerk off in a movie theater on a Friday night. They'll get it, but it's like, mm. but just do that fra- Fast and the Furious Seven style and have it be the title sequence is that again, yes. just like in drawings and quickly. Don't have a slow credit sequence that's just his claw and then. <sighs> repeating the same information it's a, again yeah, it's a slow this movie is a slug it's <laughs> yeah now i'll say this this movie takes place in los angeles and i like that okay first movie is in chicago yeah. second one nolan 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 uh, dr john's stomping ground yeah and this one is in the city of angels yeah now fesh uh Earlier this morning, uh, recording a different episode, you were telling me that uh, Los Angeles is actually a German name. It's German for whale's vagina. Yes, and, and I did not know that. Can you believe yes. it, listeners? I've been living in California most of my life, and um, yes. off and on, never knew. So um, many of my friends have moved to Los Angeles, and none of them has told me it's German for whale's vagina. And I just thought that was really interesting. Can I also tell you something about myself? Yes, please. I'm Ron Burgundy? 
You're kidding. <laughs> I am kidding. This is all jokes. Okay, I was going to say. But yeah, so I um, watched all of the Candymans for the first time last year within a span of like 24 hours. And so for me, it was I loved the first one so much that I think I was just like, let's keep it rolling. I love this. And so I think in it had such good faith that I let it spill over to two and three. And so I, up until yesterday, was just of the mind that, like, yeah, this one's probably going to be about as good as two. No no harm done. And then I'll say this. Trying to rewatch it. <laughs> Don't know that I succeeded in rewatching it. Yeah. Uh, it was <laughs> tough. It's... Yeah, I, I and I love Candyman so much and Tony Todd that I feel I, I don't know why, but I feel guilty and bad for saying I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, and um, I, again, just like Hoopy Halloween, I have this one playing to to remind me, and I'm at the scene where, um, I believe his name's Miguel, and her uh, loving uh, oh the yeah. owner of the uh, yeah. art gallery and another blonde woman are hooking up, and for some reason she rubs honey. <laughs> On her titties, <laughs> like, and then and then doing? they run off into a different bedroom to have sex. Yeah, it's up sucks. a staircase. It's and then the Candyman shows up and kills them. Yeah. But also, Miguel is called Mickey by one of the shitty police officers, who is spoiler yeah. alert revealed to be the killer all along. Well, not, but yeah, well, not the killer because Candyman still exists, right? Yes, right. Yeah, he def- Candyman does some of the killing. I don't know what Candyman wants in this movie. It's also not easy to track what happens because almost every time there's a murder, the main character wakes up. Some Freddy Krueger shit. Yeah, yeah, she's blacked out. We don't know if it's a dream or she just has like, you know, deleted those memories from her brains out of trauma. That's that's a mechanism that I don't think works for a third in a series. Yeah, no. (laughs) Where we already know Candyman is real. And she studies. She's not. It's not like she has no idea who Candyman is. Exactly. She knows the story. She knows her personal connection to him. I think in a purge-like universe, where this is like the TV show sp- spinoff after five movies, it's fine to have a copycat killer angle on Candyman, and then Candyman hunts them. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But for a third to have our audience surrogate be somebody studying Candyman who who blacks out whenever Candyman kills. Like the the dramatic like it's unintentional dramatic irony. We're all going yeah. We know it's not her, but we're not supposed to. Yeah, I think I think. <laughs> or, or you know, it's like a weird thing too, where she's she's like an artist or an art appreciator, and she wants <laughs> to do. She wants to be like, hey, this I guess the this art is good. I want this art mm. to be respected as portraits on its own right. It's, um, it's like his paintings from back in the day, because that's yes, how he okay, met yeah. his lover was by painting her portrait. Yes, and then some of it is also just Candyman inspired art as well. Yeah, but she gets very mad when Miguel promotes it as such, like, "Oh, yeah. the Candyman." She's like, "No, we don't need it's, that." It's, it's the actual. I forget. I always forget his name. David Robitaille. Is that right? Uh, yes, it's like the artworks of David Robitaille. It has nothing to co- to do with Candyman, but he's making it about Candyman. Yeah, and I gotta say this: I think David Robitaille's or Daniel Robitaille's uh, art is good. I like the aesthetics of the Candyman art, though. Yeah, uh, like the yeah, I think they could both coexist, and I think there's an angle to take, as long as you're open and honest about it, to be like, 
here we're doing it's like doing a double feature at a at a movie theater. It's like here we're, we're tonight we're doing or this week or month whatever however our art galleries work. We're doing the works of Daniel Robitaille and artworks by other artists inspired by the urban legend that he yes. came from. And understand that those two things are separate. <laughs> like <laughs> Um, well, yeah, every good museum has multiple wings yeah, and yeah. rooms. Yeah. Um, but to this movie's credit, and, and again, it's not really this movie's credit. It's Clive Barker in general. But like, I, while I don't like this movie, I still just love, I do love Candyman enough that the the, the hook, uh, it, uh, both literal and, and figurative, <laughs> is still there for me. It works for me still. I still mm-hmm. like seeing bees and the hook killing people and him in his coat. And seeing Tony Todd, it's still nice. Yeah, you see some bees. That's always fun. Yeah, so I, I think there. If this, I, it kind of does feel like there. There was a script for a different movie that had nothing to do with Candyman or psychological at all. It was just like a, what if somebody thinks they're the slasher, which is an interesting ish yeah. angle, and they're like, yeah, it's not working. Uh, let's make it Candyman, and yeah, I, or they're like, this I, is just close enough to a Candyman movie. What if we try and get. Yeah, that involved. You're like, All right. And I think both m- movies that they mashed up together together would work better on their own. Yeah, because in in Candyman one, so much of the tension and drama is that Candyman kills people, and Virginia Madsen is the only survivor. Yeah. So why would they believe her? You know, right. multiple people have died, and she's the only one in the room. She's like, no, it mm-hmm. wasn't me. It was. You know, she pulls a real shaggy there. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. But I saw you by the blue. But I caught your red hand. <laughs> it wasn't Damn me. Right, it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, I think all of the lyrics work because she's in the bathroom floor, banging on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, all the time she was standing there, she never took her eyes off me. It the cop. Do you remember your first time hearing that song? Okay, I have. Sh- that's an important song for me. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it came out when I was in fifth grade. Sounds it right. It was like the hit of the year. Um, it, it's it's one of those like oh I like music now. Like it's not just yep. a thing my mom or dad has on in the car. It's like right. ooh this is for there can me. be something for me. Yeah, yeah, and it's like one of the first CDs I bought. Wow, um, I have a stack in in the in this room of like my first CDs. Like I kind of hide them. Because they're kind of embarrassing. It's like Limp Bizkit, Smash Mouth, yeah. Britney, yeah, Britney Spears, Smash Mouth, Lenny Kravitz, uh, Dream, which is like a, a girl group that Diddy produced. Okay. They had one song. It's like Do or Not. He's ne- he loves me. He loves you not. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. Um, Creed. Anyway, so, arms wide open. Yeah, Creed's a trip. But so Shaggy. It wasn't me. That yeah. album's huge. Got the CD. My mom even thought it was a funny song. Yeah. Fifth grade. End of fifth grade. We have this pool party for our oh class. Boy. Yeah. And the Pen Fifteen territory here. Let's go. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, the girls are wearing like two piece swimsuits for the first time, and it's very much like a like a, a season finale leading into middle school moment of like, whoa, some of them are hot now (laughs) like some of them are still like youngish and like friendly and then others are like oh they are going to be like the hot cool girls of middle school and sure enough they were so and and that shaggy song angel was playing loud on Ah. at the time so those like 
thinking, hearing the song Angel and looking at a fifth grade classmate sure. of mine going, okay. Things are different now. Yep. Next, next season what's is going to be wild. What's interesting about that song, though, is that he doesn't sing most of it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it's called It Wasn't Me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there was a, uh, a draft of an, a Mad TV sketch that never made it to air that's about but did you record the album? It wasn't me. <laughs> like, yeah. did you write the lyrics? It wasn't <laughs> yeah. me. You know. Uh, or it's like him in divorce court, and they're just playing the songs. Like, this is you rapping. Like, <laughs> you yeah. don't know that. Yeah. Like, you signed a contract. You get right. the money. Yeah, but, you know, it could have been a ghost rapper. Ghost singer? Yeah. Ghost writer? Yeah. I don't know. Um. So, uh, yeah, I was also in fifth grade, and I had a friend named Ray Perry who was the first of us to learn how to burn CDs. Oh. And he had a little business running. $2, <laughs> he'll make whatever you want. Because we all, we all had LimeWire, or, or I think Kazaa at that point. Yeah. Um, so we could all download the songs, but we didn't know how to take them with us. So if you paid Ray Perry $2, he'll make your dreams come true. Ray Perry, I love it. Uh, so I spent the night at Ray's house once, and that was also the first, um, like, he, he he was one of those kids, he had two older brothers, so they had every video game platform. Yeah. Uh, kind of like each kid had their own system. But it was all communal. Present, Everybody, yeah, could, yeah exactly. So it was, it was teaming up. So it's like, with three birthdays a year, and that means three Christmases as well, we can knock out everything. Yeah. Oh. They also had all of the cable, so we would. I think the same night I discovered it wasn't me. We. I also saw my first naked woman. Oh. Uh, air video of a naked. I think right. I had seen like a I'm magazine. I'm so glad this is where we're getting into. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of those nights where I was like, "Oh, this changes everything." <laughs> and we just listened to Shaggy. <laughs> it wasn't me on repeat for. Hours, <laughs> and then this is nuts. What comes next? When we finally go, okay, that's enough. Let's go to the next track on whatever CD he burnt. The next track was "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch" <laughs> by Jim Carrey, and this is the summer before that movie came out. Somehow Ray Perry got a leaked version. <laughs> Of Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas soundtrack. Unreal. And I remember even in that moment, while I do, I go on record to say several times that I do love the Jim Carrey Grinch. Yes. In that moment, hearing his version of You're a Mean <laughs> Mr. Grinch, I was like, I don't know about this. He's maybe doing too much. Because <laughs> he, do, he does the thing where he sings it in a bunch of different voices. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. So my first seed of doubt was put into me. Uh, in the summer going into oh. the bridge because Ray put that on. You got to trust your intuition of like. But no, and then I loved it. Yeah. Oh. But then I loved it. My parents hated it, but I, I, I love it. Um, And then, yeah, we listened to more whatever, played more video games, watched more whatever, and then put more, put Shaggy Wasn't Me back on. Yeah. Uh, oh. It's just one of those magic nights, you know? That's So fantastic. a salute to Shaggy's It Wasn't Me. A salute. Shaggy, we love you. You you are a pioneer. Come on the pod. We'll talk Scooby-Doo, the oh, 2002 yeah. motion picture. That would be so fun. Is Shaggy... This is maybe ignorant. Or, I just don't know. Is that like early reggaeton or what's his... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember that I remember that being like, oh, this, here he is. This this is his first song. It's like, no, he had Mr. Boombastic in like 94. 
Oh, interesting. Um, this is tangential, but who let the dogs out? You know, mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. of that around that probably same year. Yes, yeah. big hit. There was this. There's this guy who does this like touring presentation on the history of who let the dogs out. Okay, and like semi like it may be plagiarized but like also there's all these strange origins where like there's a jamaican song called who let them boys out yes yes which has the same b and then there's like yep. a rap trend of like dogs out or like where yep. each audio sample comes from and how yep. like it's all and it's just like it's an amazing i went with a friend one at the hit Bell wonders House. one hit wonders sometimes feel like predestined and I don't mean yeah. that from like uh uh the the stu- the music studio is making it it feels almost godlike where it's like yeah. this can only happen at this time and like cuz you look if you go look at a list of like the top 100 one hit wonders they all exist for the most part separate from the artist's typical style yeah yeah or it's a novelty act that only has one song anyway yeah uh and i there think that there's this amazing episode of Reply All, a podcast, okay. about a guy who's like, I I have this song stuck in my head. I never owned it on CD. I don't know who the artist is, and I can sing it. And it's like, never, but, but, but. It's like, he's like, it's kind of like U2 meets Bare Naked Ladies. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this song? Yeah. Clearly, this is a dream you had. Yeah. And he sings it. And they go to this elaborate length of like, they interview all these music journalists, and everyone's like, yeah, I don't know what that is. And they like even go to the efforts of like hiring musicians to record a version of it yeah. and then play that for people be like, does this sound familiar? Yeah. And they find out in the end it's and like one person one music critic's theory is, you know what, probably that guy lived in a town, like a regional town, where the radio station tested out songs. Mm. And if it did well there, the record label would invest money in marketing gotcha. around. And he, he like was in Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. And it, that was the case. It was like a guy who's like, yeah, you know, I, I wrote a song in the style of Bare Naked Ladies, and we signed a deal. We recorded an album, and at the last minute, the executive changed, and it never wow. came out. And then they played the original song. That's awesome. And it rules. So, uh, yeah, the thing about... It's all lightning in a bottle, right? Yeah. It's all... And... Um, this movie feels like imagine if you had to listen to who <laughs> let the dogs out part three <laughs> yes yeah say what you will about the quality of who let the dogs out yeah or it wasn't me or any other one hit wonder Umbop, even though they're not a one hit wonder but you know what i'm saying any of those lightning in a bottle songs yeah to literally be like all right so the second version is the same thing but with a nolens twist <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> And no message. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then the third one is in L.A. on the Day of the Dead. Yeah. With even less of a lesson <laughs> and somehow less of a flavor. Yeah. <laughs> so it's now, so the second one's who let the frogs out and the third one is let, who let um, smaller dogs out. <laughs> it's like, so wait, you made even less of a choice? Yeah, yeah. Or it's even like, you know, on the next Baja Men album, their big single was, can you move it like this? I can move it like like that. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I kind of just wanted a sequel to Who Let the Dogs Out. This is similar, but no, not the hook I like. Um, Yeah. And and I don't know. It's like we talked about in the first Candyman. It's like, yeah, I don't know if I need Candyman, Candyman to come back. How about just Virginia Madsen is a murderer? That's an interest because it's like. Where do we take this? It's like, oh, we're just starting over with it's like a new element, but the same. 
Yeah. Like, mm. So have I? We have we ever talked about the movie Gravity? You and I. The Sandra Bullock Alfonso yeah. Cuarón. Oh uh, no! I okay. Um, I saw Gravity and I really dug it. Yeah, I but I'm also like, I'm never gonna think about it again. It was a fun experience. Yeah. I think Albert Brooks tweeted something like, "You know, I just watched Gravity on my phone and on the plane. And it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the j- he, and he's making the joke. He's not being right, oblivious. Yeah. It's Albert Brooks. But it's like, yeah, that movie is not intended to be watched on a phone. Yeah. But because the culture calls for everything to be available on the phone, we might as well release it on the phone too. Yeah. And it's like, well, why? <laughs> and I know the answer is money, but yes. like. Scorsese talking about the Marvel movies not being cinema, they're theme park rides. I'm like, I, I understand his point. I don't fully agree. I don't fully disagree. But it's just like, that has its place too. Yes. Everything yeah. shouldn't, every piece of art, even if it's in the same medium, shouldn't necessarily be treated the same way. It's mm-hmm. like, a video. not every video game needs to have DLC just to have DLC. Yes. Yeah. Like, I just don't think Gravity should ever have been a home release. <laughs> And I think with Candyman, it just, yeah, it doesn't need the traditional sequels. Mm-hmm. And I know, again, the answer is money. You're right. Yeah. But, yeah, I think if you're going to make a sequel in 1994 and then 1999, you need, and as much as I want Tony Todd to make that money and be involved, he is yeah. an executive producer on this movie or mm-hmm. co-producer. Uh, so he can still make money that way. And, it's, but, and as much as I want to see Tony Todd, but like... You have you can't just do it because that's how the market dictates things are done, and that's what gravity on a phone feels like to me. Totally, and this yeah. this movie is just going through the motions more than I think <laughs> any sequel we've ever covered. Uh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Right. It. There were times where I was like, "Is this a remake of the second movie?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because. The second movie I also maybe didn't pay attention to as much as I should have. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm a little, watching this, I'm like, I'm paying attention, but did I accidentally watch the second one again? Or is this, yeah. it's the same story? I was so There's nothing it. to it. They bring and nothing truly, new to the table. You spoke earlier, Fesh, about seeing your first naked woman on your, your friend's cable. And this this whole movie had the energy of like softcore porn. Yeah. I would watch at like 2 a.m. when I was yeah. 11. Because my parents were asleep, but I like had it as 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 quiet as possible, so I didn't wake them up. And they didn't see what I was watching, but like yeah. uh, just one of the things, like whoa, there's nudity, and then it's like yeah. this is boring. I should like this, but I don't. And Why am I so bored? <laughs> interesting, and maybe this is a premise for a different, more successful person to take on for a podcast <laughs> and immediately get ad reads on their first episode somehow. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, that's only uh, because other more successful people. <laughs> Hold their hands sure, through sure, the sure, whole sure. thing, you know. But maybe, <laughs> maybe the angle. Sh- if there's a podcast angle out there that is watching sequels and not the originals, not just horror, yeah. but taking people who are, who have all who've never seen any of the movies in a franchise and sh- dropping them in the, to the second or third or whatever, mm-hmm. and seeing if they are good enough on their own. Because yeah, I think if I if this were the first Candyman movie I've seen, I don't think it, it would still be a masterpiece. By any means, right. but maybe we would like it a lot more than we do. One yeah. thing that is objectively, I think objectively poor, is Philip Glass does not do the score of this movie. Right. And you feel that. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yeah. this music sucks. Oh, it sucks. It's, it's unmemorable. You know, it doesn't create a mood the way There's it no. Does that's it. Yeah. There's no mood in this movie. Yeah. 
Because uh, your letterbox review of the first Candyman was, this movie is a vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this movie we're reviewing today is not. There is. Yeah, no. It, it's very and then as well, yes. story-wise. Yeah. And then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. And, uh, oh, yeah. hey, guys, have we made it clear? We don't like the movie. <laughs> we're not too crazy about this one. We're we're sorry to close the, the franchise miniseries for now on, on a for negative now, note. But, but, that's, but, but that's, I think the makers of this movie are going to make the similar apology because obviously this, you know, killed the franchise. Yes. It's been 21 years, and it'll be 22 by the time the next one comes out. Yeah, which nobody so wanted was, Candyman no more. And it's interesting. I was thinking about it this morning. Why that you know how Candyman with Naya DaCosta is now going to be a 2021 movie. Yeah, and I do think it's it's a smart choice. Again, it's a bummer, but yeah, you know where it would have come out. I, I'm feeling it where I just think it would have blended in and a, a, a small amount of people oh, would watch yeah. it. But like, there's a like with Shutter and with Amazon. Even like I like signed up for Peacock for free, sure. and they have a whole selection of horror movies. Okay, There's just so much stuff right now in this streaming. Like again, yeah. you, it follows is on Peacock. Cool, it's free, but you have ads. That's their deal. It's like, well, you sure. should pay money to have no ads. It's like, right. no, that's fine. That's smart, Peacock. <laughs> like right. I, uh, I just want to watch whatever. But um, but I do just feel like they're they believe that they this Candyman by Nia DaCosta has the potential to break out like Get Out. Or yeah. us could and would, you yeah. know, and to be in a theater, it'll be huge. And it, to yes. ma- market it as like this is the in theater movie you, everyone yes. goes to for Halloween. Like yes. you know, there's a lot of horror movies that come out around Halloween anyway. And mm, that's the thing some. that people Could assume, be. but it really sometimes when you're looking at it, especially when you're a Stubbs A plus member or whatever it was, right. yeah. <laughs> like you're really like, no, there's two maybe. Yeah, uh, but, but the one that comes out in like September, it's like yeah. that's the big. Right. It'll be it'll play well for the month of September, and then in October, right. everyone's gonna try. Right. Um, and I agree, and I think that's good. I I, I also just on a whim, be, based on a, like a Bill and Ted retweet, I was like, all right, I'll vote on Ease People's Choice Awards this year, <laughs> <laughs> and I did on every category. <laughs> I, was just ha- I just had a fun time at work. Oh um, yeah. And it's so interesting because it is like, first of all, everybody who's making the joke that Sonic the Hedgehog is going to win Best Picture this year, I get why you're making that joke, but yes. like, it's no, it's it's not. <laughs> like, yeah. there are better movies that came out in theaters before this all went down than Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, but it is interesting that this the idea kind of seems to be there are like two or three movies that came out. Um, during COVID that we are counting in the canon of movies. <laughs> like and there are weird choices. It's like the high note starring Tracy Ellis Ross. Bill oh, and yeah. Ted Bill and Ted three and like two or two or three King other of ones. Staten Island, does that count? Yes, yeah. King of Staten Island, okay, Lovebirds yeah. and Lovebirds. Yeah. And first cow no, first cow came out before then. We uh, just we just saw it in quarantine. <laughs> Mrs. Fesh is speaking off mic. Mrs. Yes. Fesh, I bought first cow on Blu ray at Best Buy. JZT wants you to know he bought first cow on Blu-ray at Best Buy. And she says it's a beautiful thing and gives it two thumbs up. Oh, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I love Kelly Reichardt so much. It's good. It's really fan. good. Yeah. It's a, it's a sweet, oh, gentle. It. Yeah, yeah. It's a sweet, oh, cool. gentle heist movie. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, I earlier this year watched her very or her second movie, Old Joy. Okay. which is about two men going on a camping trip, and that's it. 
One of them is about to become a dad. The other is played by Will Oldham, Bonnie Prince Billy, and he's just like a stoner hippie. Yeah. And they get naked in a hot bath at the climax (laughs) and talk about their their insecurities and fears. And that's it. And it's beautiful. Music by Yellow Tango. And this is a theme that always comes up in this pod, too. But I also think First Cow technically came out in 2019. Probably. (sighs) Well, like at a festival at like Toronto. Yeah. It could be wrong, though. I'm um, a huge fan of her second movie, Wendy and Lucy. I That's one I saw remember at Film Forum. liking it. Yeah, I didn't love it, but I liked it. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but it was also, you know, what, 17? I can't remember. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, the reason I say that all was because The Invisible Man was on in every category. Yeah. And it feels like that was another... Like, people are, like, ready for Blumhouse to be considered, like, yes, we have our straight-to-DVD-ish stuff, even though they are theatrical. I lost you. Okay, hold on. Testing, testing. Hey, I can hear you now. So you're saying The Invisible Man feels like? It feels like uh, a marker of that Blumhouse stuff is being considered real now. They still have their stuff that feels like it's straight-to-DVD, even though it's theatrical released, like uh, Truth or Dare or... I don't yes. know. There's there's a litany of them, they uh, which I still litany. love. All, I still love all of that stuff too, but then they have their black label. Like here's our actual entry, and yes. Invisible Man was that this year, and I feel like Candyman will be that next year. Uh, even though I don't know if that's Blumhouse or not, but I'm saying the idea of, yeah, you know, it's a double edged sword with this term, but elevated horror. Uh, it's like they almost need like a Blumhouse Grindhouse label. Blumhouse yes. prestige. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I think they're aware that it's both the mixture of the prestige and the theme park aspect of seeing it with a crowd yeah. is going to be way better than seeing it alone. Because I do think I loved The Invisible Man. Don't mm-hmm. think that is the one you necessarily need to see with a crowd. I think it might be better to see in quarantine isolated. Oh, <laughs> like, interesting. Yeah. But it's not like a thrills and spills and chills kind of movie. Uh, it's more dread, you know? Uh, yeah. Whereas I think, I, we don't know, but Candyman 2021 will feel a lot yeah. more... Like, we saw Candyman in a theater together this year. Yes, yeah. And while it is a much more chilling movie than your average slasher, the high yeah. spots are still, they still hit high, you know? Yeah. And I think you would say the same for an Us or a Get Out. They're both very yeah. chilling. And I'm not just making the comparison because of black leading, but it's like Jordan Peele is involved in Candyman. Right, yeah. 2021. And it, it very much him like producing it, and it's like yeah. marketed off of you And like I just him, love so. that a guy from Mad TV <laughs> yeah. is now, when you see his name, it's like, cool, take this seriously. Yes. Um, Yeah, and like, like legitimately is like probably in the conversation of like top five most respected directors at the moment, you know, like with only two under his belt, two under his belt. But it's like you, you had posted no one has something negative to say, you know, yeah, like him and Greta Gerwig are like on, on, uh, you know, can't, can't lose right now. Yeah. You, you had posted, I think an Instagram story or tweet about how, um, no, it was a letterbox review is, uh, that your favorite director is Noah Baumbach. Yeah. But you you like to say it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. Thomas Anderson. And I, it just got me thinking, like, who is my favorite director? And I was like, I guess Wes Craven. Yeah. 
and then I was like, well, I want for whatever reason, I want to have a living director <laughs> be my right. favorite yeah, yeah. director. And then I could not think of it. And I'm like, well, I guess it's Jordan Peele. Like, I'm trying to think of any other director who announces a movie that I give a shit about. And I think, yeah, Jordan Peele is kind of the only answer outside of like, yeah, an Alex Winter documentary or something. But like, yeah, an actual like I'll still like I'll pay, I I like Qu- Quentin Tarantino and I'll pay attention, but I'm not like, I can't wait. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Peel is the only one who really gives me that response. Again, even Gre- Greta Gerwig, my ears perk up. I'm like, OK, let's see. But I'm yeah. not like have to be there night of. I gosh, I wish know? I liked Little Women more than I did. Maybe I just was in a bad mood, but period pieces are hard possible. for me. But I, I love Lady Bird. Do them. So yeah, Lady Bird's yeah. great. <sighs> now, she didn't direct Mistress America. She's just in it, right? She's just in it and like co wrote it. Yeah. And who, who directed it? Is that Baumbach? That's Baumbach, yeah. Yeah, I think I also fuck with Baumbach, but it, it's still not a thing that excites me, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah. That, that's. Fair. I just, I rewatched the Meyer. I thought I would bring this up on the Hubie yeah. Halloween episode. I rewatched Meyerwood story with my mom and loved it and yeah that's like weirdly i've now seen that like three times and i just cry each time it's very good and um and yeah a marriage story i need to watch a second time because i i went into it with such high hopes and i was happy for him it did really well i don't you know um but i i did i was still tired from coming back from japan so i was kind of sleepy and i had such high hopes i don't know if i fully but liked it much at the first time but sure Having sat, well, sat with it, I think, yeah. I just finally got around to watching Love on Netflix. Yes. Not the foreign porno movie, but the, the <laughs> series on the... Uh, the Gaspar No. <laughs> no, no, the Gaspar No Way, buddy. Yeah, um, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, but the Paul Rust, the Judd Apatow thing. Yeah. And again, not having seen Mary's Story, but just seeing everybody post the, their argument on Twitter. Uh, I was like, the arguments in Love feel so fucking real. <laughs> yeah oh like, like the couples arguing yeah yeah that it's like again i'm not no i don't need to have a binary where it's like i choose team love over marriage story that's not like an <laughs> argument anyone's making me choose right yeah but just just seeing it's like yeah love was a cool um like i don't know it feels like that show could have been called a marriage story you know yeah <laughs> like uh yeah which and i remember like someone who i won't say complaining like this feels like a first draft of a screenplay that's too long, needs to be cut down. It's like, no, that's especially the first season. Like, that's the yeah. fucking point. It's all about that's the vibe, the yep. strange long journey to dating. Like, oh, and also listening to a bunch of Russ's podcast, I just can pick up on the things that he likes that he's never seen in something before. So something will exist in that show that is yeah totally like, wait, what is that about? And he's like, yeah, I just wanted I, you never see that in a show before, so I put yeah. it in the show. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Well, and just how much of, especially the first and second season, are just about, like, a guy going after the cool girl he's in love with and then being like, oh, she's, like, kind of mean and kind of scary and, like, is darker. Like, I'm just not, I've never dated But that's what's cool about season three is you find out he is a lot darker than he ever went on. Oh, the Uh, whole, yeah, his whole job he got fired from and flipped, you know. Yeah, the, wait, who was it? The the alien director? He was like, yeah, Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just that he's like, oh, he is a his anger issues. Yeah, oh my god. And I like when I went and saw Don't Stop or We'll Die Live and yeah. got really drunk and talked to him. He was so nice. Yeah. But I like went in depth about the Vanessa Bayer episode. Sure. 
where he and you just realize like oh he ruined not ruined but he fucked this woman up yeah and she and, he, and so she's I, just sad i know? think i was resistant to that show when it first came out for several reasons one mm-hmm. of which is I'm just not an Apatow, Apatow stan out there, and so I had a little bit of my ch- a chip on my shoulder to begin with going into it. The other of which was I was sad and lonely and worried about stuff, and I just didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and the third was I kept hearing people say that Rust was an asshole on that show, and I kept watching it and being like, I don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think because I only watched so much of it, I still mm-hmm. might go back and rewatch it and stand by that opinion. Up until a certain point. And it definitely becomes very obvious down the road. I'm like, oh, okay, now I totally see what people were talking about. Yes. But for me, I just kept watching being like, I think it was, it was just like, oh, it feels like the people who are watching this are calling me an asshole then because I sure, see myself yeah, yeah. so much <laughs> in this guy. And again, I again, I was sad and lonely dealing with my own stuff. And now quite a bit has changed. And I'm able to watch it without having, you know, there's no um, power fantasy. There's no uh, me cheering somebody on because if he wins, I win kind of thing going on. I'm like, this. I have no stakes in this, so I can just watch it as a piece of art. And so I think that put it much more in perspective. But, yeah, I was just so on edge watching it being like, I just don't get why this is happening this way. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's enough about love. Candyman 3, Day of the Dead, 1999. What's so, up? again, I, this is a point I almost brought up in our Hubie Halloween episode about holi- ho- holidays. So I like, you know, I've seen Coco. Mm-hmm. I lived in Texas, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know much about Day of the Dead, you sure. know, and uh, the love interest in, in this movie explains it to the, our protagonist. Like, what is the Day of the Dead? And she just says, it's just, you know, you go to the the grave of your, your family who's passed on and you just have a picnic and you honor them. Yeah. It's a way to just acknowledge that death is a part of life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh my God! Why do American holidays suck so much? They like, suck. So, did you want to know the answer? It's money. Money. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> well, you know, we have. It's just like, well, this is the holiday where you spend money for people, and this is well, you spend money on food, and this is the one where well, you spend money on costumes. It's yeah. just like, and it's like the joke of like, oh, the 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 greeting card companies came yeah. up with another way, but then it's yeah. like every other like Jewish holidays. Yeah. Day of the, all these other every other culture's holidays is like, well, this is a way to like teach an important lesson to kids, yep. but also remind ourselves too that you know, or by virtue this. of just knowing that um, having rituals on on them uh, onto themselves is nice. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> there doesn't need to be an answer beyond the ritual. There often is, and it's often beautiful, beautiful and poetic or whatever. But even yeah. if it is just a ritual, that's important too. Whereas our shit is just, what do I buy this year? And that's yeah. why whenever I tell people, because, you know, my, my, somewhat of my brand is like, fun. Fun is valuable. I love fun. Yeah. And then when I tell them I hate every single holiday, <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait, why? And I'm like, it's not. No, no, no. I'm not saying I hate the fun that comes with the holiday. I'm yeah. just saying take the fun that is in that holiday and apply it to your daily life. Yeah. And it won't be as valuable. Uh, you know, it's it's. I like spooky shit and decorations as much as everybody. Yeah. I just like I don't know why we need to confine it to this one day, you know? Yeah. Well, and too, going for me, my whole up until like a year ago, my whole adult life was like, well, every holiday I have to work. If not yeah. that day, the Same. day after or before. Right. And right. everyone else is there celebrating. Oh yeah, to I'm have the association. Yeah. Yeah. The, pre- like, the pressure I, is on me to make sure their holiday is good. Exactly. I, I, 
there are just people who walk this earth who ha- who associate holidays with days off, and I've never had that outside of school. Like it's yeah. 2009 on. It's always just like no, that's you. I my first two jobs are working at hotel or at movie theaters, and my current job is working at a hotel. Like there's yeah. no time off for any of that. Like yeah, not not dictated by the calendar. I mean, uh. So it must be nice to have that association. Like there was, I mean, t- a Monday we have a holiday apparently, uh, and I just—it's one of those things. I'll take when somebody says like "Happy Whatever Day," I'll be like, "Yep, I'll—I'll I'll take your word for it. I trust yeah. that today is one of them." I will I, never I, learn when Veterans Day is or when Memorial Day is. I, and I, just, I wanted to bring those holidays up too because it's like those aren't money holidays. But again, it's yeah. like well, they exist so like the the rich working class can have an excuse to not work on a Monday. But right. also, it's like. Even then, it's like, what is a good idea? Like, let's honor the people who died for this country. Yeah. And all we do is be like, hey, they died for no, re- they died for bullshit reasons. Or yes. you know, it's and like now wear a red, white, and blue bikini. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to even have a conversation about how nope. the the soldiers are just taken advantage of, or you know, yep. or abused, or just put, put put to die for this country's sake. Yeah. You know, for money, like for oil, for. And I also Dick want to be clear, that. sorry, to go back to, yeah. uh, I know I came on strong when I said I hate all holidays. I, I, what I, again, what I want to be clear with, like, I like seeing family, I like hanging out with people, I like having rituals. I just think, it, again, don't dic- have the calendar dictate that. You yes. should come up with your own. And again, that's coming from a, a, an American who has only had, uh, you know, <laughs> American holidays, which are all dictated by money. You know? Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, con- communing with the dead and I also, offering yeah. them stuff. I'm reminded too, like Day of the Dead was related. You know, it's all about death and grieving. Mm-hmm. And uh, Seth Rogen on Mark Maron was t- had a nice thing where he was just talking about uh, in promotion for American Pickle. But like, he's like, you know, I used to be really against. At a certain point with my Judaism, I was I rejected it and I was against it because it was lame or whatever. But now, as I get older and family members die, I realize, oh, all these Jewish traditions are good this forces me to deal with the grief of losing i have we have to spend a week surrounded by the the dead person and Mm -hmm. talking like that's good if it wasn't for that i would isolate and never (laughs) handle how sad i am that this person died and i and i wish i could have that but my only roots are catholicism which you know uh, (laughs) no thanks and also my parents have also abandoned that my parents are 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 now just non-denominational christian so besides Easter and Christmas, there's nothing to that. Yeah. And Easter is the Candyman three of Christmas's Candyman. <laughs> like, yeah. Gosh. It's a it's a it's a straight to DVD ripoff anyway. So it's and like, yeah, I wish I could tap into my uh, a culture that I have, but all I have is suburbia. Oh yeah. And and that which again I love to a degree, but like even tapping again, it's like Catholicism and Germany. And again, I don't want to paint the brush that all of Germany is just Nazis because that's clearly not the case. Right. But it's still just like, uh, wh- oh, I don't drink, so there goes beer. And so it's yeah. like, all right, what do I got? Sausage, great. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, which is cool. I do agree, think that is great, but it's just it's again. Then the other side, Irish, great. All right, don't yeah. drink, so don't <laughs> like. Uh, you just got to get really into German expressionism, Fesh. Wait, hold on. Come Fesh say that into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Into the microphone. We'll edit it so this sounded smoother. Of course, yeah. You're honorary Filipino now, so you'll have more holidays. I love that. I'm excited for that. What are some of the holidays? Well, 
Day of the Dead also, so we'll have to put out food for like dead people. Hell yeah. Um, we should have started Christmas in August. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're running late. You guys had a lot going on in August, you know. A lot of pressure right now. JZT points out that we had a lot going on in August. I know. And I'm very stressed out right now. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, Holy Week, like Lent. It's like an entire event. Is that February? Um, It's one of those calendar, uh, liturgical calendar things. But yeah, it's around uh, March and April. And um, it's like totally not catholic <laughs> don't tell anybody it's more of a pagan thing lots of blood say again lots of blood hell yeah hell so we're yeah. gonna sacrifice something in march or april hey, not really it's more of like um so in filipino catholicism you want to put yourself as close as possible to god in jesus and that means you know going through the things jesus went through so people would be like scourging themselves and crucifying you can look it up on google yeah all right so i guess check back in april in this podcast to see if i've crucified <laughs> myself because my wife is filipino <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just you know like stay at home and like pray like nobody goes out it's like yeah it's one of the coolest holidays it's like halloween but summer uh, i'm in it's I'm summerween in. it's it's summerween from gravity falls cool wow well, thank you, our special Filipino correspondent, Zenny <laughs> Fesh, <laughs> on some of the holidays celebrated there. We'll keep our listeners abreast with that as uh, they approach. Terrific stuff. Absolutely. I love my wife, folks. Hey, you heard it here. The Feshes, they're in love. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> How funny is it that that... It is 100% fact that Booker T does not remember making that call. Yet it is a tenant of our friendship. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she's in love, Cole. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. We reference it so regularly, and he's just like, I don't know what. I just he said, would I never don't. in a million words. Yeah. Although he does seem like the kind of person, if you pressed him on it like more than once, he'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I totally remember that. And oh yeah, clearly yeah. Well, does not. Well, you know, I was just speaking of the situation, the relationship. Everyone else is looking at it very clinically, and I want to yeah. get in there emotionally. Yeah. Sure, man. God, he is the biggest dumbass in the world. One of the <laughs> just what? And here's the thing: I don't, I don't want him to be right. But yeah, then no. he'll then spout off some shit about other black wrestlers, and you're like, God damn it, you moron! Yeah. Like, stop it, just stop it. But then I just love whenever like Naomi and Sasha Banks will just tweet like, "What is this? What is this idiot saying?" You know, he's yeah. like, "Don't speak for me. Shut up." Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Sasha, she, she, I can just say that she, she's just definitely happy to have a job. And it's not about titles or, or st- back, victory Idiot. or prestige for her. It's like, Idiot. yeah, that's not true, buddy. Shut up. <laughs> Sasha rules. Sasha went and trained with the goddamn Sendai girls. Like, you don't, like, do that if you don't love the fucking, like, she's not yeah. just happy to be here. You, yeah. You know, it's that's so cool. Yeah. Sasha rules. And she's going to be in The Mandalorian and. Got yeah, it. Sasha Banks is the only person to be in Star Wars and have a Mountain Goat song about her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's winning. Relax, yeah. Booker T. <laughs> like, oh. um, I mean, that's a very curved uh, grade I'm judging off of. It's very Fesh-specific, but still, right. like, yeah. that's that rules. It she's just trained with Mako Setamora. She has a Mountain Goat song about She's living my dream, JCT. It's, yeah, it's just, it's going to be so cool when, you know, Charlotte makes a movie that no one watches or cares yep. about. Yep. 
or is like has an arc on the vampire diaries that is very exactly. much panned by yep. like the fans and the stands shows and up then, in fuller house or some bullshit yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> and then sasha Banks just quietly her contract is up she yep. acts in a movie that does really well and she joins aew <laughs> and that's the or, thing it's like i wish or I becomes could... the female rock you know right like, and i wish i could explain to um a lot of wrestling fans this is like Everybody's like, look, Charlotte's the one to push. She's the more marketable. She's like, for the wrestling world, sure. Yeah. For, for the actual <laughs> world, it's Naomi and Sasha Banks. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Anytime With, Naomi yeah. is rediscovered by Twitter and you're like, yeah, guys, she's the one who makes, who you, you put on a marquee to make money <laughs> like, yeah, from yeah. people, not from wrestling fans. Yeah. Oh my! And God. I don't mean that as a backhanded compliment <laughs> either. I think Naomi and Sasha are also great wrestlers, but uh, yeah, just terms of markability and look, yeah, way better than Lacey Evans. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, again, yeah, going to the Royal Rumble with my seventy-year-old dad. Yeah, sitting, you know, uh, far away, like mm-hmm. you know. 200 feet i don't know I'm he couldn't tell the damn difference from any of the women in the royal rumble because they're well, all blonde he, ladies he just goes there's a lot of blonde ladies Wh- yeah. which one is that i'm like that's yep. charlotte oh no wait that's mandy rose or you know oh no i'm yep. sorry that's oh naomi or uh, natalia uh, nope sorry uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh alexa Bl- nope sorry but then uh, he's like uh Liv- but, morgan nope but then he is like oh blue hair sasha okay she's really yep. good i like her or yep. he's like feel the glow i like feel the glow that's and, i'm you know, telling you that <laughs> You were out in Texas at the time. Yeah. I was in Robin Merritt's apartment. And I, it, I, like, it, I later referred to it as the greatest moment of my life. And, of course, that was an exaggeration in that moment. But yeah. when Naomi came out, like, something clicked with me where I was like, how have I been sleeping on Naomi for this long? I've always sure. liked her. But <laughs> that entrance at the Rumble, because, again, you have a, not exclusively, but you have a bunch of blonde women in the room, in the ring. Yeah. Who are very mistakable for one another, especially from <laughs> afar, especially if you're a casual fan. And WWE always has already has its problematic bullshit around it. Yeah. And you can't help but draw the comparisons, especially knowing who they've donated money to. To yeah, be like, yeah. huh, a lot of white blonde women in the ring being celebrated. <laughs> and then Naomi comes out in her big natural hair. Just couldn't be less like anybody else in the ring. And it's just like it it was just beautiful, and then for her to then be treated the way she was sucks. But in that <laughs> moment, yeah, oh, so great, yeah, and it, and yeah, and then Charlotte won, and then Charlotte beat another blonde woman for a title at WrestleMania, and then dropped that title on a three way without getting pinned for no reason, and then yeah. uh, went away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just it all sucks. They suck. They just are kind of like, it sucks now, but wait till you see the story we're trying to tell. And then you see the story. It's like, you, that was bad. Either you gave up on it or you dropped the ball so hard. This is a different podcast altogether. But seriously, (laughs) Charlotte beating Asuka. (laughs) Yep. Name one positive that came from it. And you can't. And it's just, it was just an un, as unnecessary as wrestling booking can be. Yeah. And for the for a while, I was just singing the praises of like they should have just let Oscar hold it and then drop the title to Ember Moon at SummerSlam that following summer. And yeah. I look at the state of things now, and I'm like, 
God, can you imagine there was a time I thought they would give Ember Moon (laughs) the SmackDown Women's title at SummerSlam? I was so wrong. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, anyway. Yes. Candyman 3 is bad. Should we we read it? uh, Yeah, I give it uh, one ghost and one goblin. Yep, Uh, give it a goblin and a ghost as well. Stu, what about Scare Meter? You know, I will say, like, high on the scare because uh, throat okay. slashing is very sure. disturbing for me and there's yeah. a lot of that so nothing like ah but like i guess it's uh, mm, okay so ten on the disturbing meter but like okay. scare probably like six because okay. nothing that's was fair. too shocking can i or, say a thing that's really odd yes is that Candyman gets destroyed yeah and you think the movie would end there <laughs> and then it's like nope a cop's here and then he gets shot in the back yeah. It's like, cool. Which, now now the movie's over. <laughs> that made me pop. I was pretty hub. Sure. It and should I just really come like before the, the Candyman thing is all I'm saying. I really like the silly way the cop who shoots him then, like, jumps to frame. Like, sure. he just keeps going. <laughs> it's like it's like he's keeping, like, wait, where did they say my mark was? It's here. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. No, no. And then it's like someone is, like, waving him, like, a little more? A little more? And he's like, oh, oh okay, here's my spot. <laughs> I think yeah. that's very funny. Uh, absolutely. Um, I'm just saying it needs to come before the villain and titular character of the movie explodes yes. in flames just uh, in terms of heightening yeah also last minute notes i just want to say the main actor looks a lot like kayla caden a terrific porn star who should... she was a playboy model for what it's yes. worth for your google searches later Jamie. yes and she did a couple bang br- a couple browser scenes that are just sure. fantastic uh real talent i want to say her roommate the actor in yeah. a porn parody could or should be played by akira noir Okay, <laughs> and that's and that's the end of my casting. I think uh, a Mick Blue might be a good um, actor in one of the scenes. Who's Definitely. playing Candyman? I would say Isaiah Maxwell. I think he's Great. one of the better actors on the game Great. right now. Great. Um, um uh, sorry again. I have it on right now to remind me of certain stuff. Real fucked up politics going on in the sense of a little mixed girl c- combing a ostensibly mixed woman but clearly Aryan woman's hair <laughs> yes yeah uh in a cemetery just uh bummer city so in the same way i said when uh uh eileen and johnny were on the candy man one episode was on track very much about the movie very much about the message of the movie the second yeah. one we lose that a little bit and just like candy man three this episode was not about the movie at all. <laughs> yeah. Like this, there was nothing. Ugh, this movie. I, and uh, listeners, if you're mad, we're sorry, but you know it's our second podcast of the day. Scuzzo movie. Scuzzo. No, no, no. Let me say this. I think our oh, episode's great. Oh yeah, this is a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> this, this rules. I'm just saying. It, oh yes, yeah, yeah. Like if the movie had more to talk about, like the first one, then we would talk about it. But yes, this, yeah. I there are certain specifics we didn't get to. For instance, a goth gang kidnaps our star and puts a bow oh, yeah. in her mouth which i would say that kind of feels very much chasing like the crow audience yes. of like yes. hey we like we get it goss right this uh, is post craft for no, the first time off. too and yeah, yeah. uh it's uh, a stinker but <laughs> yeah but not that i wasn't already super excited for the new candy man but honestly, getting seeing how low the franchise was franchise was before we get the reboot makes me even more excited for the reboot. Or not reboot, it's a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. Are they doing the Ween 18 thing where it's just a sequel to 2? Or to I, 1, rather. 
Probably. I, I don't think know that's enough. the way to yeah. go. I think that's the way to go. Because, yeah. Again, you do not need to, like, deal with whatever Caroline bullshit. The, yeah, the bullshit sequels add in. It's like, it's like any time. It's like a Marvel thing where it's like, uh, just follow up on the facts that everyone knows. Don't bother justifying the little stuff in the sequels no one cares about. Yeah, or if you do, make that its own thing. Like, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has the, the luxury to have... Yeah, like, we can make that a DVD extra feature or a Disney Plus thing, or or it's like in night in the Acosta's, background in the sequel to her Candyman. Exactly. Then get into it. We Once can, everyone's right. like, I'm in. We, yes. We're cool. Find a way to then bring back the lesser villains and make but them credible again. I yeah. trust everybody involved in that one to know what was fun and as well as good about Candyman 1992. Yeah. Or even like yeah, up. do a better yeah. version of Farewell to Flesh. You know, like yes. take the story of that and do it. Whereas good. three doesn't feels like it knows that bees and a hook and Tony yeah. Todd were things that people liked and did not understand any other aspects that made it interesting in the least. Yeah, yeah. Again, they uh, they misunderstood that. Again, what we were criticizing, but well, not criticizing. We talked about white tourism, right, in the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's. <laughs> we're saying that was a vehicle that got us to tell the story whereas the sequels seem to be like oh you guys like white tourism yeah <laughs> <laughs> great so instead of it being chicago it'll be narlins and then instead of uh you know narlins it will be the the mexican culture of la and it's like no i'm fine with seeing those cultures i just don't need a white woman's perspective for it yeah Weirdly, I did that re- that empty Mexican restaurant they go to. Sure, uh, did give me big flashbacks to season two of True Detective, uh-huh. which I think in I it was famously I re- great, right? It's famously yeah the <laughs> best season. Yeah. Although weirdly, it's it's again it's one of those things where it's like, well, when you watch it in three days, f- five years later, yeah, it was like I enjoyed I mean, it, and I it, and then I watched the third season, which I heard was better. Yeah. It was let down. You know, sure. it's that weird thing. Like, well, well, it comes back to the question. I think this podcast asks, or at least I do on this podcast quite a bit, but I would say is a central question of ours is, is art meant for the moment or for forever? Yes. And so, yeah, maybe in the moment, True Detective 2 was a stinker, but in forever, in forever. it's better. In it's forever, like, oh, it's better. Art is forever. I, I That's where I side on that debate, but I think. For, uh, I, I think but art yes. is forever, but is intended for forever. Oh, Again, gosh, epic yeah. movie wasn't even intending to be forever. Yeah. So you can't judge it on that scale. I think any time where you're like, well, we have to release it on this day, at this time, before yeah. this or that, it's like, then just don't do it, because it's not worth it. I mean, maybe do we, it. Yeah, we talked to this. We talked to Sean about this, but like... The things that do last forever, I don't think are intending to either. Because Back to the Future, I don't think that movie is thinking it has lightning in a bottle and it'll be timeless. It's right. it's very much in 1985. Yeah, but it through that it's able to function that way. JCD, what's your favorite movie? Oh, my favorite movie. I gotta get. Let's see. You know, Paris, Texas is one of them. Okay, that's a good one. Royal Te- Royal Tenenbaums. That's right. I knew that. I knew. Yeah. That. Oh, I think. Thank you for sending me that Dudley costume. I think it might be oh, too late yeah. for this year, but yeah. Hey, what's, what's, up the Queen of, what's up, Queen of Halloween? Hey, I'm just stuck on the computer. Okay. Hi. Well, I gotta help the Queen of Halloween with her computer. Absolutely. In a bit. I think we we've done it. Let's We're say goodbye to Candyman for now. All right, Candyman. We love, we'll see you we later. We love you. We'll see you we soon. You. Hopefully.
Hopefully, yeah. And uh, yeah, see the, the scaredy cats later. We peace out, scaredy cats. Mr. We Movies out. Love you. Love you. Telling the truth can be dangerous. Telling the truth can be dangerous business. Lying and podcasting go hand in hand. If you admit you were scared of a movie, then I was scared too. Could be your jam.